get to it. Welcome back, travelers, to the Ion Forge. I'm Ian Mays, your Forge Master. With me, as always, my trusty blacksmith. But I'm not black. But my name is Damien. We're back! Yeah, I... Man, I, I, I almost postponed this again, you know. We did a lot of stuff in between, though. Oh, I mean, I've, I've been hella busy, but I didn't want that to be an excuse to stop what I'm calling, you know, passion project. Yeah, I mean, a lot of stuff did start getting in the way, but here we are, trying to get everything out of the way. Yeah, I smell, too. I feel it. I need to, I need to shower. I mean, I did yard work. I did man stuff. Did right. you That's did you sit there for ten minutes and admire it after you were done? I did some Saturday. I'm gonna admire it more. Got uh, got the gaming group coming over. Ryan already said that he would uh, stand and admire with me. He dude out. He did. We all have all the acknowledgement that he said he was doing this. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna hold him accountable. If you don't full on Peter Pan pose on the corner and just look out over your entire lawn of existence. I mean, I mean, really, I mean, ideal would be, you know, have a beer, sit there. Yeah, you know, only took me 10 minutes to do all this. Mm. Two stroke or the one stroke? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 one stroke. Okay. Were you wearing cargo pants or? <laughs> um, How'd your mustache look? Yeah, but I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad we're doing this. I'm glad, glad we went ahead and said, let's stop procrastinating and let's just get it done. We even tried to upgrade some equipment. Yeah, we did. We're actually, uh, you're hearing us now through a blue snowball by Blue Mics, right? Is that, is that us name? I mean, I think the name of the company is just Blue. Sure. Or is it, uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's like Logitech. It's the blue snowball. Uh, I think it sounds good. We've done a co- few tests. It's also kind of weird that it looks like that alien from my stepmother is an alien. It is kind of eyeballish yeah it's like an eyeball on a tripod it's staring into my voice but i digress what are we what are we talking about today all of the fun games we get to play think about dream love heartache yeah shitload of death that's right i mean figured for a full for our first full length episode you know we should get let the people get to know us a little bit more as far as you know the games we play what we're playing, the characters within them, the stories behind them. You know, eventually we'll do a deep dive into the uh, into the systems and everything. But I mean, that's where we end up coming up with our what's essentially pieces of our personality stuck in a game. Yeah, yeah. You'll have to forgive us if you guys start hearing inside jokes. We'll try and explain them as best we can. Most of them aren't aren't a you had to have been there kind of thing. Some of them are. We'll try and keep those out. Until we get to the point of everyone knows the story now. Yeah, yeah, that's and that's the goal, man. We want y'all to know our story and keep coming along in the journey to make more stories. I mean, a lot of people listening are currently having a story with us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we did say games we play as far as tabletop. You know, you're probably thinking, like, tabletop, this has got to be just D&D, right? 
There are, good there, lord, no. There are more tabletop games out there other than just Dungeons and Dragons. Hell, we got one just happening on just the phone right now. Yeah, yeah. And that's, <laughs> I'm and that, dying and that, in a hole. And that'll definitely be a topic to get into as well. Other other types of uh, ways to game. But anyways, let's get forging on today's topic of the games we play. All of them. Right. Man, just toasty up in here. That's all right. <clears throat> uh, so what are we gonna start off with? Today? We're gonna start off with uh, D six systems. So, mm, what, you, what you'll what, what you'll come to find out with tabletops is that it's not just you know rolling a d twenty and then you know you have other dice for damage. There are other systems that uh, sometimes just solely use one type of dice. And uh, this first one is the d six systems. Um, currently, like uh, like Demon said, we uh, we do have a uh, little phone phone game going with uh star wars i'm a monster you are a monster he's currently going monster yeah so so in that uh it's a little bit more lax um mostly a role play kind of thing but uh we have our friend zach zach johnson who is uh who's game master for us uh i am actually a player not a forever dm I play a Runian scoundrel named Dash. Fast talker, you know? Gotta make sure I get what I want and get in bed with who I want. Yeah, see? Yeah. Not so much Muggsy Bogues, but fast talker as such. I hope not, because Muggsy Bogues is a basketball player. Look, they didn't have to know that. You are a horrible black person. I, I am. I, I recognized it as soon as I said something. I'm like, I really just said the short brother that played NBA. Yeah, I see. Bam. <laughs> Anyways, who, who, who do you play in that game? Ah, uh, that game. I love my character so much. He's going through some stuff right now. I have a tendency to play very off-brand characters. In this one, I'm playing a Rancor. For all of you lovely Star Wars people. It's also a jungle rancor because it's a subspecies. I may play off-brand, but I play off the off-brand. So for those of you who've seen the Star Wars movies, if you remember uh, Return of the Jedi, that big creature that Luke fights in the bottom of Jabba's palace. Picture that mixed with a turtle. Yeah, that's that's Demon's character. We're also playing with uh, our buddy Chris Rauch. Rauch. I, I, I feel like I always mispronounce his last name, and I'm going to get so much flack for it when they hear this. Yeah, all three of them are going to be like, that's not how you say it. Yeah. You know this. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Chris Rouch. But as far as the D6 systems are concerned, there's there's a lot of good games. I'm just going to skip over the characters. Oh, we, if we're going to introduce them all. I mean, yeah. We need, they need, they need way to know. more time. Let's do this. I mean, they. I mean, at least know who the players are, what people are playing, so they can kind of get a feel for like what this, how the story's going. Uh, Chris plays uh, my character's droid that I won in a game of Sabak. Um, also, Demon's character is my child. It's a very convoluted and lovely story. It is. It is a very lovely story. Um, I was dared to go to Dathomir and stare down a Rancor, so I did. Turns out it was a baby. So now I'm its mother. It's a freshly hatched baby who saw him first. And anybody who's watched 
the Book of Boba Fett, understands the first humanoid a Rancor sees is now Mommy. So yes, Fair's character is a mommy. I am. I am, I am a proud mother. Who's currently going through their own shit right now, trying to save their baby. Yeah, dear God. And then we also have Don's character, Valadara, which, to, to Dash, it's pretty in pink, so he's been calling her Pip. She's a Twi'lek. Yeah. And then Chris, you know, being my droid, that's the first thing he heard, was me call her pretty in pink, so now it's just Miss Pretty in Pink, Dar- uh, Valadara. Gotta love a droid who can go back and forth between actual voice and factory voice. What I love with Chris is that he he wanted to try and make like this droid speech pattern like Pathfinder from Apex Legends, <laughs> like not exact carbon copy, but you know along those lines. Not to mention, it's one of the games where we're actually playing not heroes. Yeah, we're actually. Uh, I mean, I, I wanted to be you know a smuggler. Not, I, I mean, I guess people would be like, oh, you just made Han, but just an alien. I mean, no. I mean, technically in Star Wars, isn't Han an alien, too? I don't think there's like a yeah. specific one race that's um, just there. Yeah. He's Corellian? Corellian, yeah. Yeah. Which is a human, human type, humanoid race. Anyways, we can get off on races <laughs> in di- different games. That could be a whole episode of its damn self. Oh, shit. But with a D6 system like this Star Wars one, if we were to play, you know, Rules is Written, what it is is you have a certain amount of D6s uh, per skill. And first per attribute and then per skill, sometimes you'll get bonuses uh, for extra dice to roll or add to what you roll. The difference with this from another one that we're going to tell you is that when you roll all those dice, you add them all up and you're trying to hit a target number. Pretty simple, straightforward. It's up to the game master to put forth the uh, the parameters, set the difficulty, and to you know give you which skill you're going to be rolling. But however, like I said, we are doing this through phone, so we're not really rolling that much. It's mostly uh, it's either pass fail for being yeah, on the phone. Pretty much, it's you know, and if you if you try and say something too outlandish or you know like I have a tank. You don't have a tank, dude. You know, it, it's fairly, it's mostly common sense kind of gameplay. Like, you want to start from the bottom, just for most games, because then you get a feel for how your character acts, lives, thrives. Most definitely. Well, the, the one thing I say about character creation, and this is kind of off on a different tangent, but if, if you were wanting to make this big, badass, heroic person then my question to you is, where is the room for growth? Where, where as a storyteller, can I go ahead and put in something as like a character arc and it makes sense? I mean, if you've already somehow fought a ancient red dragon and taken a beholder's horde and... I was a king in 14 lands! You're level two! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that'll... That's... That's a whole other thing. Leave, leave room for growth when you make a character. Also, don't be afraid of failure. That's when all the fun stuff happens. Yeah. But yeah, we are smugglers within this Star Wars game. A lot of fun. Um, would love to bring Zach on sometime because he's actually he was actually the DM who uh, whose game I created, uh, Captain Mac. We'll get into him later, though. 
can't wait um, to bring a lot of people on here. Yeah, it'll be so much fun. It, it, it'll be it'll be a great time. But another D six system, just to keep moving along, because we have a ton to talk about just this episode alone, um, is Blades in the Dark. Speaking of Chris. Oh man, I love me some Blades in the Dark. For those of you who haven't heard of it, it is a game by Evil Hat Productions. Um, same people who make uh, Monster of the Week. Uh, another game that's similar, but different setting. The setting for Blades in the Dark, think, uh, what was it? He said uh, Dishonored? Yeah. That kind of almost industrial setting, but it's that... Uh, you're, you're not playing yeah. Heroes. It's a game where you're literally playing the bad guys. Oh, absolutely. And I, and I love every second of it. Yeah. it's. I mean, if you ever, you, you ever wanted to be a criminal, you ever wondered what it'd be like if you had a had a gang and like, hey, I'm going to take over this section of the city. With this game, you can. Oh, it's so great. And currently, we uh, our group is called uh, The Rookery. We are a gang of assassins with... What, two of us being like hella weird, one being a smooth talker, one being the muscle, one being the crazy muscle. The, We're all over the place with it, but that's what makes oh, did our we, game so much fun is because we don't have to worry about... Like, my favorite kinds of games are the ones where we're not worried about team balance. Like, oh, I gotta be a barbarian. I gotta be a fighter. No, just be what you want to be and play your character. The story will pan it out. And luckily, we have DMs or storytellers who are... uh, Very good at adapting. Who are, yes, very good at adapting because you can have, if you have too many people of one type, it can, like, shift the shift the table one way as far as like things that the storyteller can throw at you and puzzles and whatnot. But, uh, you gotta be able to think on your feet. One thing we forgot to mention is our gaming group, which most of the games we play usually consists of just about everybody within this group. Um, our, our, our table right now sits at like nine, 10 people. Roughly. Um, it's a pretty stacked table. It, it is. It is. And I applaud my other uh, my other storytellers who, you know, take up the reins whenever, you know, I kind of need a break from, you know, the DM's chair or the storyteller chair. And Blades is one of, is definitely one of those. Um, Chris, Chris Rouch, mentioned him before. He is. You sure it's not Roche? Hey, I love my Chris Ferreira Roche. <laughs> um. What was I saying? God, you threw it me off. It is so nice to have him jump in and tell a story. He And he's able to handle the bigger table as well. Um, it's, it, it also it's depends not, on those. It's the, not as many people as uh, some of our other, other games, but it's still like, what, like six, seven? Yeah, but it also depends on the, the game you're currently playing. Playing stuff in like D and D, yeah, you got to go. Each individual person gets their own item and attack and all this other stuff. With Blades in the Dark, it's what do you want to do? Yeah. I, as the storyteller, will direct you in this. I will give you this. There will be a certain thing that you got to hit. It's a lot of planning, but it's a lot less. Here we got to take turns to do every single thing. It makes the role play really fun when you know within the planning phases because. Within those, you you know, you have downtime activities, and sometimes those downtime activities could correspond with another member of the group's downtimes, and then you have great room for role play there. Yeah, one of my more favorite things to do in all of our games is the role play aspect, just because, like I was saying earlier, you put 
enough of your personality in a, a character, you kind of want to see where it goes. With Blades, during downtime activity, you start watching and you see other people's motives for stuff that you could put together in your head, but you can't exactly act on it in game because you don't want to play be a meta player. Blades is also funny because you, you, I mean, you see what you would become if you were this deranged person. I mean, my guy went from, oh, let me smooth talk to, okay, you shot me. I'm going to murder you and all 43 of your friends. Yeah, right. And then with that, we've got Don, who is playing Nyx uh, as a whisper, a spooky person. Um, we have Nick, who is playing Midash, a... Very, very currently happy... Aruvian. Uh, yeah, he's an Aruvian who currently has an Aruvian meteor blade. Yeah, yeah, it's a special item for... Uh, it's basically a racial item. Yeah, pretty much. It uh, gives him flavor. That's... Another thing that I love, but he's the daredevil swordsman, right? Yeah, I forget what kind of what class he's, he's a. He's not a hound. He's a uh, not a leech. No, he's not a leech either. He he's essentially is the he a, person. Is he a cutter? No, that's uh, that's true. Hammer. Yeah, that's hammer. Anyways, Nick, I apologize. I can't remember your playbook, but uh, we should have probably pulled up the playbooks and stuff so we had this information. Yeah, but uh, he's definitely he's he's essentially a daredevil swordsman. Um, he's a stalker at night. Yeah, uh, Ryan. Whenever he's there, he's Uncle Ted. <laughs> I don't know why that's just, so funny. just the most bowler cap having ass man comes in, figures out what he wants to get done, does it. And then fucks off for like 40 years. Yeah. Then comes back and he's still the same age. I don't know what the hell's going on, but I think he's a vampire. We may need to kill him. We, we, we may need to. That's... Uncle Ted may be a... But no. No, Ryan's thing is everybody has an Uncle Ted. Everybody loves Uncle Ted. Yeah, that's how he keeps his fucking... His, his cover. Everyone has Uncle Ted. It's the same Uncle Ted! <laughs> uh, who else is in there? There is Matt. Matt Rouch. Sorry, Nick was Nick Rouch. That's why I said we said the Rouch three was gonna kill me for messing up their last name. Rochier. Yeah, Matt is playing a hound named Ace, and he's starting to try and get into the spooky stuff. He's asking uh, my character Finch, who is also a whisper, to start dabbling into the uh, into the uh, undead kind of ghostly plane. Uh, less undead, more demonic. Yeah, yeah, which you want to get to your, uh... Uh, my guy's... Your talker? I love my... My guy's name is Obscure, because anytime someone calls him out... Oh, that's Obscure! Yes, it is. <laughs> he is from a place that had no lore in the book, but us having a damn good storyteller, me and, uh, Mr. Tree, who plays Hama, the meat, which... Yeah, yeah. He plays he plays a cutter, which is essentially going to be your fighter in the group. And yeah, and we both ended up picking Scoblander. Scoblanders yes. as our heritage. We had to start introducing some heritage lore so we can hit these things called XP triggers, which is kind of unique to this game because you have to do certain things a certain way so that you can level up your character and get better. Yeah, it's a real interesting system. Definitely, definitely could probably spend a whole section like a whole block on, just on that on that game um but like, but like, i feel like we could do that with every game because I mean, we, we could, love our but games we, but we also we also said that we were just going to run through stuff we, we're, we're this not, is like a light job we're not we're not pressed for time but we don't want to just give it all 
in one episode and have it just be all jumbled. So, did I miss any player? Did we miss any players from that from Blades? Josh, Josh, Josh I'm sorry, Josh. Uh, he is playing a uh, Taika Rossi, right? Which is the same as Don. They're they're essentially think of them for those D and D vets. Uh, think of them as tieflings. They're demon blooded types. Supposedly. But he, but he plays a hound also, but uh, he's playing uh, his hound more of the uh, gunslinger style, kind of. Gunslinger slash sniper. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of times where a sniper comes in handy. Yeah. But uh, definitely when we go in, we're, we're, you know, when we talk about that, uh, when we go in depth on that game, that, uh, you know, I have to put out my claim to fame for Finch. Yeah, be more specific, man. We've all done some weird shit. Yeah, no, his first mission, how it was a resounding success. Oh, I wasn't a part of that. Yeah, you weren't, but dear God. I mean, I turned an entire party into it's a fucking It still ripples trial. throughout Duskfall. Duskfall's the city which we're in in uh, Blades in the Dark. But that's, that's all I have for D6 systems. We did Monster of the Week for a little bit, but that was... Uh, it wasn't that it wasn't fun. It was fun. We just didn't. We just kind of fell out of it uh that and josh went uh to orpheus which i haven't learned that much about but i'm sure josh will definitely talk about whenever he's on the show because he's got to learn me it if he wants me to play it well yeah i mean everything keeps changing in that because they're still making the core book so rules keep changing here and there well yeah rob doesn't want it to be broken right rob's his name i think sure man i mean i think that's what josh says i want to give the right shout outs yeah, once we get his name, we'll shout him out. Yep. We or he starts donating out. money. <laughs> so, we'll go ahead and we'll move on to the next, the D10 systems. See, that's the thing I do love about our games, is there's so many systems, and with a lot of people who want to play a game, they try to figure out, you know, how do I play this? Is it complicated? Is it this? Is it this? It's every game that you're going to play is going to start out complicated, just because you're new to it once you get the flow and the hang of it d6 d10 d20 systems they're all second nature by this point for us it's just how you have to use the dice itself oh and if you you want to use dice welcome to the d10 system for uh, this system at least as far as the d10 systems i've played is you have a certain amount of dots and certain skills and attributes and whenever your game master or storyteller tells you to roll a certain attribute or skill then you roll that many dice for example and you have three in that skill like in mine would be uh, melee or martial arts yeah and i have things to add a couple dice here a couple dice there it goes something like roll your melee and if i have everything together and it's 10 dice i roll 10 dice instead of the standard three Exactly, and then there's even more things to add on top of that. So, it's one of the I mean, I mean, in some of these, in, in some of these games, I have rolled or at least heard of people rolling upwards of like thirty plus, fifty plus to d tens. I mean, that's when it just goes. I succeed. Just mathematically, I'm gonna succeed. You just gotta see how 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 much you succeed. And a few of these games actually give you stunt bonuses, which. I love, because everyone that sees people play on, like, Critical Role, I turn around and throw it through my legs and shoot this guy in the face and blah, 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 blah. It's like, cool. Roll attack. 
Cerno games. It's like, I want to backflip off of this guy's head, tag this dude in the throat. Add an extra dice just because that was awesome. Yes, exactly, which we'll get into that. First, we're going to get into Vampire, uh, which is actually your your baby. We haven't quite started it just yet. Um, it's still kind of in planning phases, but uh, it's definitely a game that I've played before, love to play. I, let me go ahead and clarify. Vampire the Masquerade was the last time that I played uh, Vampire. Um, did not care for Requiem. Thought that that was a bad experience. I can't even remember why I thought it was bad. I just didn't. I don't know if it, I didn't like the lore or if I just didn't like how some of the mechanics changed. Wasn't really for me. And then this new edition, there's there's been some lore changes, you know. Uh, I don't know. I guess I, I guess because I was so behind, there was some of the lore changes that I was just like, aww. Like when we have to go back and like homebrew stuff so I could be a Ravnos. Yeah, there was a lot where things changed and it's expanded, but then you have also changes to the rules where you have to learn it, I have to learn it, and trying to make up an entire world based off of our current world, but then add certain flavors because it's not me running a story, it's me putting a setting out there and then you guys figuring out how you want to fill it. I always thought that if I ever ran Vampire, I would just like watch the Blade trilogy. That's essentially what I'm doing, because... I gave you guys a contact who the secret the secret codes and the different body parts the nightclubs. I mean, you guys haven't gotten there yet. You're yeah. still trying to go get Chris. Yeah, that is true. And and Tree said that he wanted to change his character because he was going to do a werewolf, but now he's kind of thinking otherwise. That's fine. I mean, because we're still in the whole first couple of sessions, because the sessions weren't really anything more than to see how the the entire interactions worked. Well, and that's the one where I'm going to be like full bard. Because mm-hmm. um, my, my backstory for that is I am a busker. So I am a traveling musician. And, You're a gypsy. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of almost what... Like, you you, ha- you almost have to be a gypsy in order to be a Ravnos. I'm pretty but, sure that is in the lore. But then we also, like we said, with this new edition of it, we had to kind of... Uh, not fudge, but we had to kind of create some of our own history for why my character is. Which is also a lot of the good stuff for a lot of our games is they're not, you have to do it this way, otherwise it doesn't work. It's more like, you can do it this way, but here's a way to balance it. Yeah, and I think with the system now, it's like you roll blood dice as well. See, before when I played with Masquerade, we were just rolling straight, you know, straight D10s. Yeah, this they added blood dice so that you as a vampire, would feel a thirst going on and you become a little bit more feral each time. Helps people with the role play because I'm sure there were people who were like, well, where the game master's like, well, you're this hunt, you're, you're this thirsty. Yeah, but I'm just going to do this like nothing's, nothing's an issue. No, I'm telling you it's an issue. Yeah, no, I don't really see it as much of an issue. Okay, fine. We're going to add dice to make it seem like it's more of an issue. That's why D&D added exhaustion. It's like, cool. You want to act like it's not an issue? You're still going to take a penalty. Yes, indeedy. Penalties always make it fun, just like benefits. But we just wanted to—I th- wanted to shout out Vampire because it is one of the uh, one of the games that I kind of uh, kind of got started on in my RPG career, and also to shout out uh, shout out our favorite Smithies uh, foray into uh, into storytelling. That wasn't the foray, but 
Well, I'm not, I didn't say it was your first foray, just one of your forays in yeah, the storytelling. it's one of the newer systems that I'm trying to figure out so we can actually get a whole thing going. Because mm-hmm. it is fun. Uh, my whole thing is being a storyteller is great and everything. It's just I'm playing off of other people most of the time. So having to be the person to be played off of kind of It's a, it's a change. Off. It's a change. Yeah. It, is, it is a change. And then you go through... That's why the, I liked my freaking Twisted Forest because it was hilarious. And, you know, you go through the thing of, like, I want to make sure that the table's happy, but I also want to make sure I'm happy. And that's, uh, man, that's definitely going to be something I'm going to get into whenever I get into, like, my DM tips segments and stuff. Um, Because I can make a whole episode about running a nine-person table. (laughs) And the the challenges that comes with that. Time. But uh, moving on from Vampire, probably one of my favorite games... Oh, is this Exalted? Oh my gosh, Exalted. Um, I know that That's there the was... the first game I played with the group. Yeah. That was the first game that I actually... Uh, that was my first time ever storytelling, and my first time ever kind of getting the group together. You know, it was Chris, Josh, uh, Kim at the time. Um, well, actually, Kim, I think, came in later. I can't remember who else sat at that beginning table. Zach. Yes, Zach did. That's right. That's right. After, see, I forget sometimes it's that Elvira's there ago. because Zach, Zach kind of uh, dropped out of the table. He had two characters because after he dropped out for a second. Yeah, he did. He did. He does have another character also that I think is in Great Forks. Well, I know Josh's second character is in Great Forks, but anyways. Um, oh well, thank you for notifying me of that computer. Exalted is. Think of any kung fu movie you've seen where they're flying on high wires. Uh, any anime where you see the protagonist go ahead and yell and then all of a sudden punch, you know, a crater into a mountain. That's Exalted. That's my monkey. Oh, man. I, with it, because what I like a lot about this is, can I, can I, can I like watch that? Anyways, what I like about it a lot is what you were talking about earlier with uh, you know being a little flavor. bit more being a little bit more descriptive, yeah, flavor. Um, now that's not to say that every action or move that you do has to be a story within itself, but if you do something cool, then this uh, this system actually rewards you, and it rewards you with extra dice to roll. It's called stunt bonus. That should keep it quiet for now, but exalted. The stunt bonus. It's. It, it, I love to see something in which you know D and D has DM inspiration, which gives you advantage on a roll later on. But I, I love that because there is a one dot stunt, a two dot stunt, and a three dot stunt. Normally, there's not going to be more uh, more than one three dot stunt. Almost a you know a campaign arc. I mean, the whole description of it is something that leaves the table with their jaws on the floor in awe. Exactly. Like. You know how hard you gotta describe some shit to just make everybody go, what the hell did you just do? That's a three-dot stunt. And and for me, you know, I, I, I give out at least one-dot stunts a lot as long as you're... If, as long as it's not something like, okay, there's a guy in front of me, I take my stabby thing and poke him. Okay, roll it. But, I mean, if you're like, okay, I go ahead, I see that he's right there, I'm gonna go ahead and slide under his swipe, hamstring him, and then come back with a stab through the back of his neck... You're gonna probably get like a, at least a one dot stun on that. You know? I hit him with the blunt end of my scythe, knock his head up, stab my scythe into the ground, and boot upon it to decapitate him. 
Two dot. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not so much that you need to have more on it. It's just it needs to be such a description that, you know, you're leaving people You need to like, be able to see it. You're, having, you're leaving people like, wow, that was, that was pretty fucking cool. I hope he succeeds. You know, that kind of thing. I did not think you were going to do that. Proceed. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what else can I talk about with Exalted? I mean, I love the fact that it's like an anime style game, and you know, it's meant you're meant. Let's put it like this: your movement, it doesn't. It's not like D and D where it's like, yeah, you have thirty foot movement. No, you move in range bands. I move in very large range bands because there are also what's called charms, which charms are essentially or necks. Yeah, or necks. Because Exalted. All right. So the thing with Exalted is. Picture yourself as a regular dude out tilling your farm. All of a sudden, your village comes under attack and you're under great duress, but you, being being the heroic person you are, decide to stand up against those bandits. Well, it starts to not be looking so good for you. But if you have the soul of a champion, then you could be what's called exalted. And one of the, uh, hey. <laughs> one of the prime celestial deities can go ahead and touch you and break you off with some of that sweet, sweet power... And then all of a sudden you're a demigod. You're literally the bitch slap of God. You are literally a demigod. That is the best way I can put it. I mean, you might as well be. You're god-blooded. No, no, that's its own race. Eh, we'll get to them later. Yeah, yeah. Monkey. You weren't, you weren't, you weren't there for the for the intro episode for Daughter of Nexus, but uh, yeah, oh. Arvia, the uh, the female that they rescued underneath uh, the city of Nexus, she is a god-blood. I mean, Monkey's also trying to find. A spirit of freedom who's literally bored and just in one spot, like a contradiction in and of itself. Yeah, so with with Exalted, like I said, there's Chris and Matt, who is Rico, Rico Rio. That's right. Who, uh, he is he is uh, affectionately known as the talkie guy of the group. Um, you know, think, think Asian style kind of diplomat, you know, trade, trade merchant talk, you know, negotiator. Um, uh, I don't think Don or Tree has made anyone for that. It It was just, they played once though. That was, that was for the North, that that was was for the North, North North campaign though. Um, and that's the thing with this, with this, uh, with this, uh, setting, the land is huge. Like if I remember correctly, on the map of it, every one inch square counts as eight hundred miles. Yeah, something like that. And it's like what? It's still like a four foot fucking map. <laughs> yeah, it's it's ridiculous. And so what they it put goes by, and you know, this is you know, shout out to all you flat earthers out there. Creation is seen as flat. Uh, yeah. With, thanks, with, White Wolf. Yeah, with the borders of it being the wind. Once again, we'll get into all of that in the exalted episode because. That one could be a whole episode. It's fucking self. I'm pretty sure it is. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a multi-parter. We can talk about the lore. We can talk about the mechanics. Character creation. Character creation itself is going to take a whole episode. I mean, I had to redo my character because I rushed it the first time and then they came out with an actual book for the actual thing I wanted. Yeah, that's the, that's the only thing is I feel that White Wolf is taking their sweet-ass time getting out all the supplemental books. Because the first, the core book that came out for it, you know, that teaches you how to make a solar, which of course the solars are like essentially the main, main group, which also I need to shout out my original storyteller for Exalted that got me into Exalted, Mr. David Casey, owner, operator of Blackwater Forge LLC. You can catch them on YouTube, Uh, you can catch them on 
Etsy, uh, Twitch. They do live live plays as well as the uh, Blackwater Forge LLC makes dice towers and dice jails. Really cool stuff. Really great quality. You know, check them out. But uh, definitely shout out to David Casey because he he among my original gaming group way back in the day is exalted is what got me back into the realm of tabletops i mean exalted is what got me into the group with you guys it was because i played D before but it was when i was in the army so it was like i think it was 35 mm-hmm. back when you could crit and just keep going on a person yeah it was great yeah and exalted's always going to hold a special place in my heart because I, I do love anime i do love you know the old school kung fu films you know on a high wire you know crouching crouching tiger hidden dragon crouching I almost, monkey I, hidden kishwa almost almost said something different from a comedian and i don't know if that would have been appropriate for our explicit challenge cha- challenge channel our challenge channel yeah we'll put it on the challenge channel oh god that's gonna be a thing later it might it might. I, w- I could see Rain and Grimdahl being like, can you step up to the challenge? Those would be our dwarves for D&D. Our babies. Oh, we're going to get to them. But back to the characters. Like I said, <laughs> sorry, all over the place. We keep keep hearing something else, and it brings me to another thing I want to talk about. Bring it back in, Bear. Bring it back in. You are the Forge Master. Like I said, we have Chris. <laughs> we have Chris playing Riku Ryu, who is uh, who is the talky guy. Um, not the it's not Eclipse cast. It's the uh, Zenith. I believe. Yeah, he is Zenith. Um, Josh is playing a. Uh, he originally was a knight, but I believe he went to Eclipse. Casts are different, essentially classes that you would pick. Like yes. for D and D, it'd be barbarian. So, Bard. so take that take that example I gave you. Farmer village gets raided. You try and fight. All of a sudden, get touched by a celestial deity. These are all of the solar classes. You got Zenith. You've got Eclipse, Dawn, which are your fighters. Twilight, which are your spellcasters. Knights, which are your rogues, essentially. Pretty sure Twilight's are their uh, artificing build a bunch of stuff too. Artificer, artificial wizard. Um, and they then, here make shit happens. And I'm trying to remember between uh, Zenith and Eclipse, which one was like the holy warrior and which one was the bureaucrat. Mm, I want to say Zenith was the bureaucrat. I believe Zenith is the bureaucrat and Eclipse is the uh, holy warrior. I thought Eclipse was the freaking uh, rogue. No, that's night. Uh-huh. That is night. So, see, and it's been a minute since we played, so I'm... I'm I usually have my cheat sheet for my brush-up page to make sure I've got everybody's stuff and I do not have that in front of me. So you guys get to hear me fumble about it. It happens to every good storyteller, you know? We all need our little handy handy help-outs. Helpful handouts. Dear God, I'll get it right eventually. (laughs) Yeah, apparently I should have warmed up a little bit more before starting this. But it's 100 degrees outside. Exactly. It's so hot out here. But Exalted, near and dear to me, love it. That's that. That is the system where you, especially when you start getting higher in your charms, that can like double your dice and everything. Like you end up rolling like twenty dice. Yeah. Um, see, mine was more of a. I picked a character that wasn't a solar because I like playing the off-brand characters. So I ended up picking a lunar, which is essentially a shapeshifter. 
Yep. We don't have charms. We have knacks. Mm-hmm. It's not something you add. It's just something you are. It adds to your character. Like mine being Gorilla. Yep. Gorilla. Yeah. He can actually punch a meteor into a mountain and has done things pretty close to that level. I love my character. He will never die. He also got penetrated with a blunt instrument. His own blunt instrument. <laughs> I tried to hit a, what is essentially a devil, with a stick. He took said stick and rammed it through my chest. And then for like a month later, I was depressed. <laughs> because I got beat. See, it doesn't just happen to us us normal, us normal, real living people in the real world. It happens to our characters also. It's he, a very real thing. He was the... What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, outgoing portion of my personality. It's like, oh, we got to do what? Let's go. Why are we here? Yeah. Which is why he got along so well with Kishwa, your character. Oh, see, Kishwa, that's that's a throwback. And if if Casey or anybody from the old gaming group uh, is listening to this, yes, Kishwa lives on, and he's he is not the mentor to this circle. But he is helping a few of them, and he shows up from time to time. He's currently the, and not antithesis, he's what my character is striving for to beat. He wants to be, he's looking up to Kishwa to be stronger than him. He's got a ways to go. He's also brand fucking new to this thing. Kishwa has had time because he's old as fuck. Oh, he's had, he's not old as fuck. But he's, he's older than he, me. But he's had time. He's had time to be a solar and settle in. Yeah, no, I didn't do that. I got ganked by a what's essentially a chimera. Because lore, you got to get into the point of lore coming into your character's story. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if you're just gonna go, I want to make this, then okay, you made that. But if you want to go, I want to make this, and your storyteller is as invested as you hope they are. Okay, why do you want to make this? Well, let's introduce this person to assist you with that. Or this person does that as well. They could actually help you along. Yeah. This, gosh, this, this is making me want to go ahead and do the solo sessions with uh with the Eastern group. Let me kill this woman already. <laughs> yeah, but I, I have... Uh, oh, my house. So, <laughs> so that... Uh, but yeah, like I said, we can keep on. We could go on about Exalted for a while. We, we can go on about any of our games for a while. We love our games. We do. We do. We love our games. We love those we play with. We love but, the new systems we get to learn. But we do. I need to turn this page right here. We're going to move on. He's got a book of notes. To what everybody has probably been waiting for. Or at the very least, everyone knows about D20 systems. Which, your D20 systems, I mean... Obviously, your numero uno. Shout out to Gary Gygax, rest in power. And Luke Gygax, if you're listening, we love you. <laughs> yes, you do great things as well. But we had to give love to the progenitor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is this is going to be your system for Dungeons and Dragons. Any games that are offshoots of it, uh, you know, your your second edition, your three point five Mathfinder. Pa- I'm sorry, Pathfinder. Um, this is the game that got so many people into stuff like they even this is what stranger things was based off of they even have the gods in there now no vecna's in stranger things oh thanks for spoiling it oh yeah because nowhere on the internet will you ever see vecna looking amazing i know 
probably looks so good. He looks like a normal person, just psychotic, and it's great. Oh, uh, that's, that's good, too. I can get on board with that. But with the Dungeons & Dragons system, uh, we've also played Mass Effect, Mass which has been modified to 5th uh, edition uh, Dungeons & Dragons. Um, a lot of fun with that. Love, love Massive. The Mass Effect trilogy is probably one of my favorite R, uh, RPG trilogies as far as video games go. And then to be able to play that accurately in, you know, in tabletop is really fun. It's uh, been transferred over really well. It's, it's one of those few times where you can actually play a game on either system, be it video game or RPG tabletops, and it still holds the same kind of power as playing the original stuff you played. Yeah, give me just a moment. Yeah, all right. Due to technical interruptions, we have no idea what we were just talking about. So, a D20 systems, D&D specifically. Yeah, this is where... Uh, oh, you were talking about Mass Effect. I was, that's right, I was talking about Mass Effect. I love how, how they transpose it. There are some things that, for uh, certain stories I have planned for that, uh, whoever sits at the table, there are some things I'm going to probably change a little bit as far as uh, class-wise, because uh, I've got to do an N7 campaign you know yeah where, you were talking about that where, where we're every, all human yeah everybody i mean ev- unless it's like during the reaper actually even during the reaper invasion it would have to be like post reaper invasion and something happened with the alliance where they're like okay we'll allow aliens in now or something but i mean the alliance navy is all human so then seven and yeah. seven programs all humans i mean you can go ahead and be like quirky side characters and whatnot but uh but it's a, it's a it's a it's a story written that I'm writing about at the N seven and going through uh, their their program. Yeah, uh, as someone who hasn't really got that invested into Mass Effect, like I rocked out on the third one. I was fucking that shit up. Yeah, it, I, I love it. I love but it. And as... even even those who have the qualms with it, I have certain qualms also. Does not change the fact that I love the story. I love Shepard. I really think that Bioware kind of messed up on Andromeda. Had so much potential. And they decided to kind of... I mean, they kind of shit on it. Yeah, but as someone who hasn't really played a lot of them, I still enjoy the game. Yeah. Just because I like filling a story. These games are all about... For all those people who just want to figure out what a character would do if they had the opportunity to be that character this is perfect all of them help you out with that like rain and grimdall they do all the crap that we can't do when's the last time you ever saw someone just go screw it i'm gonna punch him in the face okay you punch him in the face oh he's dead there yeah. there's no living through this i want to crush a man's skull with a singular punch like spettos egg between thighs <laughs> But another thing I loved about Mass Effect is that they actually like made a uh, all the environmental hazards and challenges zero G. There's a fucking section for playing in zero G. Yeah, that's amazing. Which is why I thought it was funny when we were talking about that, and I was building a Krogan. and I'm like, yeah, he's just gonna turtle swim through space to try to get you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, is the Avatar? avatar system d20 uh believe it is yeah i think that is also we uh haven't started it but uh once again chris rouch much love to the rouch family um he is going to be uh he's going to be game mastering a uh campaign for avatar for uh 
Avatar Legends. Yes, Avatar Legends. I wanted to say Last Airbender, but I'm like, it's not that. It's got Ong on the uh, on the front of it, but it's it's an av- it's a game. It's a tabletop based off of the Avatar. You said Ong like the movie that doesn't exist. Yeah, I did that just to annoy everybody listening. We probably just lost all of our followers. Oh, I'm pretty sure they just demanded money back. More than likely, and it's a it looks like a D6 look, system. Look, you guys give us money, I'll go ahead and refund it right now. Just give us money. Looks like Avatar, I think, is a D6 system, man. Oh, is it? Yeah, like uh, Blades. Oh, well, then that should have been in our D6 systems. We're playing Avatar also. Eventually. We'll put that back in the D6 systems. So I'm a firebender. So, poof. There's also Pathfinder, which that is where originally Captain Bartholomew Desmond McTavish came from, a.k.a. Captain Mac, as much, much of our group lovingly refers to him. It is my half-elf, aquatic half-elf that I made who uh, was a nomad and then became a slave and then became a pirate captain. There's a lot of us that happened in between there, but that's just the short of it. And then, I mean, this is a game where you build an initial character and if certain things happen, that character ain't that character anymore. Yeah. I mean, Dungeons and Dragons, period, I've now, of course, ported him over to 5th edition because he finished the campaign that he was in in Pathfinder. Thanks, Zach. Thank you, Zach. It was, it was, a, great, it was a great campaign. I'm glad I was offered the spot of Hurricane King, but uh, no. I'm going to have to go ahead and live free, you know? Trying to die young. I don't think Besmara will allow it. Other things in his game. Well, Besmara's the deity that uh, that Mac worships. Yeah, from Pathfinder. Then they came over to 5th edition, now you're trying to get that going. Yeah. He still worships her. I mean, yeah, well, she's so. just considered a minor deity and, you know, during Pathfinder times. And But, I mean, come on. She's the goddess to pirates and sea monsters. Yeah, which is awesome. That's, I, that, I mean, that's, that was my dream as a kid. I wanted to be a pirate and hunt sea monsters. I mean, when they're both worshiping the same god it's a little weird well see that's the thing with mac mac hunts the monsters that are that no longer wish to be under her purview yeah you're essentially a slave runner like oh i don't want to be a slave okay kill him hey mac go get him which goes against everything your character believes in you know i don't try and make zealot characters (laughs) but it always ends up being that way because mac zealot for besmara grimdahl Pretty much the voice of Cord. I mean, Rain wasn't supposed to be a religious character, and he's technically not. He yeah, yeah, does not care. Yeah, you went path of the zealot. I went path of the zealot for a totally different reason. Hmm. But his whole story for that was somebody listened. Technically, he still has no idea who actually answered his stuff. But seeing as how he keeps getting branded with cord and moradin tattoos that just show up like he's part of fucking moana he's got no choice but to believe it's them yeah and they won't let him die you know i was glad i mean even though we haven't done the uh level 20 uh bloodstone mines that josh was planning for us because apparently when i made this character and i named him bloodstone i didn't know that there was already modules about bloodstone mines oh yeah from way back in the day yeah that's way that's a way back throwback and and 
I'm so glad that I, you know, fleshed him out to level 20 because, you know, Grimdahl started out as a cleric, which is, you know, how he got his close bond with Cord. went to that 10 levels, and then he's like, I'm a fighter. And then he took 10 levels of uh, Rune Knight. Just went fighter the whole time. Well, I mean, he's a he, he's war domain cleric, so he's going to be more of the combat support. He's got heals because, you know, he can't be a good cleric without some kind of heals. But he's making sure he's also a tank. He makes sure that he imposes himself so that way other people are kind of out of harm's way. Of course, he can't do that with Rain. Rain's Rain is the harm. Yeah. But what? these are these are two characters that are beloved to us. You'll hear us reference them a lot. Um, Grimdahl being the uh, the leader of the uh, Bloodstone clan, and then Rain essentially being adopted in to the clan. Yeah, and... he he got adopted in because he was looking for an answer and figured Grimdahl, who's gone through it, would be able to help him get that answer, and then he found that answer. And now he has nowhere to go, so he just lives with the group. And now they're best friends. And also, I'm proud to say that uh, the Bloodstone clan is uh, proud to have the first non-dwarven clan member in... Uh, Zogal. Mr. Zogal. Another Chris Rouch character. Another Yay. Chris Rouch character. We'll go ahead and give it up for Chris. Man plays in all of our stuff. We love him so much. It is it is great playing playing with him. He's got great table etiquette. Another thing we'll get into later. Same thing with Tree. Yes, yes, love Mister Tree as well. He uh, he's got a bloodstone too. He does. He has Grimdall. He has one of Grimdall's last remaining brothers named Stroden. He is the sorceress one of the uh, of the of the brothers. He's the logic type. Yeah, but that's. The whole thing, because, you know, D20 systems always involve a lot, but it's weird, because they'll make you buy the whole set, you know, all, what, eight, seven dice, but you generally only use the D20 for most of your stuff, and then you got the other dice for damage or for some random effect, but D20 systems are more like how much chance you got to succeed. I'd say percentiles are important, too. Yeah, but it's still the whole system as a whole is using you and your percentage to succeed like with blades you're gonna succeed it's just what side effect happens exactly with D, there's not a guarantee you're gonna succeed and even my character who's literally got luck has failed in the worst possible way which is one of the things like i, I can't like one of the things that kind of gets my goat is you have a goat whenever players are like i have a plus 15 in stealth and uh, this and whatever, I should yeah, I should just succeed. But you didn't. You yeah. need to go ahead and roll that dice because guess what? In this world, there's such a thing as chance. And there's a 5% chance you roll a 1. It's not even that. Like, cool. You have a plus 43. You got it, right? I'm pretty sure the non-player characters have it too. You're not the only badass in this world. Some shit's not meant for you. Exactly. But with the uh, D and D, we've got uh, we've got our Tomb of Annihilation go- game going, with uh, slightly less people at the table. Um, that is just a little easier to manage the times and everything like that. Yeah, that one. You know, 
Tomb of Annihilation can be ran as a meat grinder, and there will be certain sections of it where I will, but also... Meat with... grinder, for all of you that don't know, means your character is going to die. There is at least a 75% chance death is going to occur. Yeah, pretty much, you know, don't get attached. But Or if you do, get real good at what you're doing. But I will make sure that it is known to my players whenever they're getting to, hey, this seems like it could be kind of a slog. And with Tomb of Annihilation, it can it can go meat grinder like that. I'm pretty sure it starts out meat grinder. I mean, it's just how many teeth are you trying to get ground by? No, it starts out with a cop-out. This is the one thing I will talk about with, with this for right now until we do the episode on Tomb. Um, hey, Wizards. You shouldn't have a module start with, hey, you guys all randomly meet this uh, this this sorceress. She's sick. She needs your help. You gotta go to this place. But it's across the ocean. Don't worry. She'll teleport you. Cop out. But we love you. We all we love all of you wizards. We, we, we do. We do. Please but don't come after that's us. also why, you know, We'll get into that when I talk when we talk about you know uh, adventure modules and such. You know you don't have to follow the book to the letter. Honestly, but that's but, one thing about D and D that always made me laugh is in the Dungeon Master's Guide and from Gary Gygax. It's going the quote of something was it? It's gonna be a weird game when they realize that the DM makes up all the rules as he goes along. Pretty much because rule zero, DM's right. You can argue all you want, but the DM is right. Gosh, I love Rule Zero, but probably more so than Rule Zero, I love the Rule of Cool. Oh, and, hell yeah. and if you if you say you want to do something cool and we can't figure out the mechanic for it, guess what? I'm coming up with some way for you to roll it, and I'm hoping you succeed because I want to see it happen. I want the description in my head, make my dreams come true. That's like that's... having a three foot halfling jump over a dude holding his ankle so he does the splits in reverse and i win a fight <laughs> yeah yeah that's nothing quite as fun as just hearing a oh getting your getting ahead of yourself there he's talking about uh master Bax from uh he's not no master yet uh he's, he's getting there he's getting there but uh that is from uh path of the hero my homebrewed campaign uh it was going to be something for uh, my wife and uh, our friend's uh, girlfriend to uh, get their first foray into Dungeons and Dragons. Turned out to be a little bit bigger than initially anticipated, but you know, they're they're they're, they're grasping, you know, the role play aspect of it and how to be their characters and I think that they're having a having a good time with it. Um but Path of the Hero, that's one you're going to be hearing a lot about. A lot of the guests that we're going to bring on the show are more than likely going to be cast members from that. Hell, we were actually thinking about putting in some ads for their stuff. Yeah, yeah, we uh, maybe some little uh, little funny uh, funny ads here and there. But that'll be after we end up talking about the characters we put in, because this is the system episode. When we get actually into like role play and character building it'll be a totally different episode because we could do that shit all damn night yeah and then like i said i want to have you know the cast on so they can talk about their characters i want to have them talk about their ideals as far as how they see the game going and whatnot um i mean you can even have it be like their favorite characters and their interactions with other characters because we we have a tendency to play off of each other with stuff mm -hmm. like 
tree has a neurotic ass bunny who's got a big older brother who's a lot swoller. I have affectionately named him a jackrabbit. Hmm. But uh, they they don't get along for Tree's character because, you know, when you're the big brother, you have a tendency to bully the little one, even if it's out of love. And the little one never really gets over it. But you want the best for him. You do. And I am I'm super excited to share this with you all. Uh, gaming has just been a big part of my life, and... You know, it helps helps keep my overactive imagination, you know. Somewhat mitigated. Yeah, you know. Because that's what a lot of our games is, though. It's, what does your imagination want to get into? What is your character? What part of your personality do you need ex- exercise right now? Because for a lot of us, playing tabletop games and pretending to be something is a outlet for whatever frustrations you happen to have like you have a bad day at work hell you have a bad week at work and the first thing you want to do is play a role play game where you happen to be that guy that just punches dudes that piss them off and for some reason when you get back to work the next day it's like oh i feel great sweet vindication i have no more problems with you until friday one more again yeah it's 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 great to be able to take your mind someplace else and kind of forget about the bullshit of the real, you know. There is a lot of bullshit, and especially with the times that you know we're living in, gas prices are damn near what seven bucks around here. Shit. Uh, Welcome sh- to California. Yeah. Um, mental health is at an all time low. COVID. For men and women. Yeah, COVID still sucks. Uh, I, I do got to throw out that I'd like that tabletop games are becoming a lot more accepted. Like, it used to be, oh, you're a nerd. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. But then you got so. people like Joe Manganiello and Travis Willingham making jocks mocking It's like, yeah, I don't know if you noticed this, but people who play games can beat anyone. Yeah. Kids, adults, elderly military people are using it as a stress relief right now and it's working exactly and you got a bunch of freaking 20 year olds who have to deal with all this shit yeah having to get out of your head for a while is great i imagine so and more more to your point uh, as far as like you know the jockier guys being nerds i didn't play uh tabletops really towards except for towards the end of my you know it's my senior year i want to say but i was always I was always kind of that chameleon. I played on the football team, played basketball. You know, I was in sports, big guy, but I was in theater also. You know, I, I, I was a nerd before I knew I was a nerd. I was a nerd and didn't give a damn because anyone. I was also that asshole that liked to get into fights. Yeah. That kind of stuck around longer than I would have liked it to, but well, it see, is what it is. See, that's why that's why we're friends because I may be large, but I don't like to fight. I'm a little smaller, but I have no problem fighting. Used to enjoy it very much. Yeah. yeah. But it was also a good way that, you know, when you get into a game, you can put that on there. Rain is my aggressive side. That's why when he gets options to be so, he will. Because for some reason, when I'm playing Rain or Bax, Bax has a tendency to dive into fights too, but he does it in a different way because Rain is all out in front. Whereas Bex, 
he has a little bit more thought process behind it. I feel like with Bax, it's that he there there is a moral compass in there, and it and whenever he feels that there is something that is happening that is wrong, he's got a he's he he knows that he has the ability to solve that problem. At the so, very least, he will interpose himself. He's one of the. He's one of the more complex characters I've made for someone who acts so holly jolly. Because he's a pirate. He's done some messed up stuff, but he's also done a lot of decent stuff. Like, pirates robbing you on sea. Oh, you're just a regular-ass merchant vessel? But you got the trade. Whereas, you know, oh, pirate. Oh, you're a dick. We're going to fight you now. Yeah, I, it's hard for me to clarify what category Mac falls into because I think he's more of an opportunist pirate. If he if he needs stuff, then he's going to pirate it. Yeah, I mean that's pirates. but most of the time, most of the time he just sees other ships go and he's like, meh. His yeah. biggest thing is that he wants to live free. Well, yeah, we all got characters that take on parts of our personality, which is a good add on to all the games we play. We play a lot of games. We love playing our games because we get to express certain parts of ourselves that don't want to show up. Like for Blades, I have a talky guy who has a tendency to go a little berserk, but that's because someone brought it out of him. He used to just start talking crap and then start a fight. He wouldn't be the main part of the fight. That's why he's got his boy hammer. Then you got D&D where I am the fight. You also got Exalted, where he has a tendency to stay out of it until it becomes a problem. Yeah. It's it's really more of a gratifying feature that we play so much crap that we don't have as many issues as we would if we didn't. Like, we currently haven't played for, what, three weeks? Yeah. I'm jonesing. Yeah. <laughs> I've, been, I've been itching to get you guys to finish the book and path they're currently... I'm with uh, it. They're currently trying to uh, save one of the party members' souls. Give me back my bunny! Which is another thing that actually always makes me laugh. So, Bax was a very self... Uh, what's the word? Where self-preservation was kind of his highest priority. And then he got a buddy. That's his pet dog. Not even a pet. He, he will fight you for calling it a pet. And randomly... Someone kidnapped one of our party members, and he jumped out with the sentence, Give me back my human! And then thought about it, and went, Did I just call him my human? What the hell just happened? Like, story progression makes it so that, you know, it's a lot easier to deal with the personal things you got going on. Yeah. You know, everybody, when we when we go ahead and go in-depth on Blades and the story that's happening there and our characters and everything... Oh, dear God, that is so complex right now. People are gonna think I'm a fucking psychopath. Finch is not a sane character. <laughs> you realize... And it's not... And I'm not saying insane in the fact of like... <laughs> kill everything. <laughs> oh, that's Drayden. Oh, yeah, that's... No. I mean, Drayden's just from outside. Stop in the name of the... Boom! <laughs> okay, he's a little crazy. But Finch, yeah, that's my... That's my really weird side coming out. I mean, you also got me playing Obscure where he's trying to be friends with demons like you guys are making deals with them he just wants to be their friend so he can access the knowledge they have he's that character that wants knowledge for power 
but also wants power for power. And he is working to do so by covering all of the city in his minions and then doing what needs to be done. So far, he's doing pretty well. Yeah. We should probably think about cutting this here soon. Cats are starting to fight. Yeah, angry coochies. But for D20 systems, there's not just Dungeons & Dragons. You also got, you know, Marvel. You got the Legend system. There's a lot of other games if you don't want to play D&D. Hell, Warhammer. Well, the last Marvel that I played, which actually I forgot to put it on there, on on this uh, episode, but uh, there was a Marvel game that we were playing. That is actually played, I believe, strictly with just percentiles. But either way, you're still using the dice from the D20s set. Because yeah. each dice system has its own set, has its own ways to use the dice. I suppose it could be considered a D10 system since it's, uses, using, percentiles. Since it's using percentiles. But that's the thing is the amount of dice you have changes nothing. But people have a tendency to go, I want this set of dice to be for this character. Like, Bax has his own set. Rain's definitely got his own set. The fucking Titan dice that are out there. Mm-hmm. Which, they're getting kind of dusty. We should do something with it. Oh, man, I need I need more dice. We all need more dice. It's kind of how you become a dice, uh, dice goblin for click clacks. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting... That's the other thing is, for all anybody that's like, I don't know how to do this. Find a friend. They will explain it. It gets a lot easier once you start. Like, Pathfinder is fucking complicated as shit to make a character. But once you start progressing through it, it's a lot easier. Even people that play D&D all the time have those moments of, okay, brand new level 20 character for a one-shot game. I have no idea what I can do. The best thing, if you're a new player, the best advice I can give Whoever your storyteller is going to be, talk to them. First off, let them know, hey, this is my first time doing this. You know, I'm just trying to see what this is all about, see if I enjoy it. A good, a good storyteller, good game master should be able to take that and be like, all right, you don't worry about the mechanics. I'll worry about the mechanics and let you know what to roll when you need to roll. You'll pick it up as you go. You worry about playing your character and think of this. Any tabletop you play, there's going to be parameters set by the game master, by your storyteller. But think of it as your open world RPG. You know, your Mass Effect, your... Uh, Breath of the Wild. Your Skyrim. Zelda. Any, any game like that, except you're the one who's saying... You're not, you're not inputting a command on the controller, you're the one saying the command. You I mean, t- say anything you want to do. You know, if you're in a crowd of people at a bar and you're like, you know what, I just want to reach over and grab the grab the gold that that dude just paid for his his drink. Guess what? Any 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 storyteller worth his salt's gonna be like, okay, roll it. You are you know they'll let you know what the scene looks like and let you know the difficulty of it and let you know what to roll. I mean, you, it also really helps though when you have a good game crew. That yeah. way, you know, it doesn't feel like everyone's against you. It doesn't feel like you're being left out. A good game group will involve you in what they're doing so that you become part of that game group. Having it just be, you know, you sitting there going, I don't know what to do, and all of them are sitting there rushing you or some stupid shit, instead of going, all right, well, you're this kind of character. So in this situation, what would you like to do? Okay, we'll adjust it with this so that it works for the system. Like, say you're a rogue. Like you were saying, I want to steal this cup. Okay. Most of the group is going to go, you're in a crowded area. 
there's a chance someone can see you and your DM will say something like, roll your sleight of hand. You'll have friends, people in the group who just look down the list and go, this is where your sleight of hand score is. Mm-hmm. You're going to add that to whatever you roll, blah, blah, blah. And scene. It's not as much as you figuring it out as everyone helping you learn. Helping someone learn makes it feel like a bigger project than it is. And that's what you should feel from any any gaming group that you join, especially if you let them know, hey, this is my first time doing this, you know, I'm not experienced. They should be willing to be able to help you, to help you be able to settle in and make you feel comfortable. And, you know, if, if you're not feeling it after a few sessions, let your game master know, you know, what your issues may be and see if there's anything that he can do to maybe help better your experience. I mean, personally, for a lot of the learning process to a couple of the games that we started with like when we were first playing exalted i went on youtube and found people who were playing exalted so i knew what i was trying to do a little bit more and what was it capable of D's very much the same there's plenty of things to watch there's critical role d20 all that good stuff Which with a lot of d6 systems though i haven't seen a lot of people playing them outline but i also haven't been looking too hard those live plays aren't as large as like you said critical role your uh, college humor ones uh which Roll i'm 20. which i'm trying I, i'm trying to expand what I, the live plays that i watch because right now i'm not gonna lie it's mostly critical role in their content um but that is also because you know matt mercer and pretty much the rest of the cast they is are like, phenomenal they're phenomenal as well as they are kind of some of my idols i myself am trying to kind of jump into voice acting and this is definitely one of my steps towards it you know i mean me personally i kind of go in and out of random accents but kind of how i was brought up of okay just use an accent you can understand it you can get to it you'll use it a little better but like for the games when I got on YouTube when we first started playing Exalted, uh, there was one that was like two seasons, 20 episodes apiece. It wasn't like massive, but for some reason it's no longer on YouTube and I'm a little disappointed in it because it was great. Watching that was just freaking amazing. I'm a little sad that it got taken down. Haven't seen a lot of... I know there's a couple ones for like Blade in the, Blades in the Dark. There's some for Exalted... Whatever system that's out there, there's always somebody playing it and somebody showing it. Hell, there was one for that damn Twisted Forest I was doing mm-hmm. where someone took had the same idea but just went further with it. Yeah. Because my Twisted Forest was essentially modified Disney. Like Oh, yeah. for I, I, uh, I did watch uh, Super Quest Saga, which is brought to you by Dungeon Quest. Uh, At Harmony? No, no, those dudes are pretty. Those dudes are cool, cool dudes. They are uh, very, very into the community as well, and respond to them. Actually, I'm on their Discord as well. Yeah, they're really cool. Check them out. But having a lot of options on to see what you want to play, what you'd like to play, it's not the worst idea. Plus, when you got a, a gaming group that loves to play like ours, you could come up and be like, "I want to try this new system," and somebody's going to be willing to run it. Well everyone else is willing to learn from the person who wants to do it there's never a shortage of topics to talk about with our group as far as when it comes to gaming hell we can have an entire couple of episodes of just character interactions because there is a crap load sure sure god i could i mean there there's 
mean, Rain and Grimdahl have been through some crap. There's a lot, and there's so much more I want to talk about, but I have to make sure we save it for our, for other episodes. We're already kind of running a little bit over on this one. Yeah, I mean, for this one being games that we're playing, games that we would like to play, uh, I'm actually really excited for fucking Avatar. Yes. Because it's an older, it's a system that we played before. It's a new story with a different way to run that system, which is something that we're always into. Mm-hmm. Like, you could have a D20 system, but it runs a different way than Dungeons & Dragons or any other D20 game, and we're in. Well, and that's, a, that's also a lore and a setting that I am still learning myself, because I know... He's never watched anything except for what I've made him watch on Avatar. No, I've, I'm, I'm almost through the first season of it on Netflix. First season or first book? I don't know. Yeah, he doesn't know. Guys... Well, it's been a minute because I started watching Love, Death, and Robots. Which is also really good. <laughs> it's really good. I love anthologies, man. Especially when they don't connect to each other. It's fucking weird. Oh, and just all the art style is different. But getting, off, getting off on another topic. Yeah, for games, there's never a wrong answer of what game do you want to play. As long as you have people that are willing to play with you, there's always someone willing to learn, willing to teach. And start your own. Like, get a couple friends cousins kids my daughter wants to play so much but she's got such a busy schedule her schedule is busier than mine no but getting off that topic we're with that and you know hey follow along with us you know you'll you'll we'll, we're gonna definitely drop you know some helpful hints tips tricks etc you guys will get to learn about the games that the you know more in depth on the characters and the setting and the story that is happening within the games that we're playing. I mean, eventually, hell, we're even probably going to see if our group has no problem with us recording. Bring this mic out, just let it run in the background while we're having our game, and then go through it, edit out all the slum parts, like parts of battle, parts of RP where no one's really doing much. Or travel time, that'll be great. Well, for that, definitely going to need to get a few more mics, but the, the good people definitely know that that, that is... That is a goal for this for this uh, podcast is to eventually leak into the uh, live plays, um, try and get on YouTube to maybe video. Them. Well, yeah, I mean, because we have a tendency, like we were saying, character interactions happen all the time between random ass characters, even when we're not playing. Because hell, me and Tree, we have two twin dragonborn babies who are just waiting to come out, but they have more interactions than half our fucking characters. Yeah. But learning a game, playing a game, being part of it, it's all about what option you feel like playing. Who's willing to do it? There's always something you can pick up just from the house. Like D6 systems, they're literally fucking Monopoly dice. However many times you got to roll them, cool. But you'll get you in a game. Even if you got to share one set of dice between six fucking people. Just just give it a try. Yeah. Any game that you pick up, see online, figure out, just rocket and then if you guys have any suggestions for us as far as you know tabletops that you enjoy or that are near and dear to your heart drop it drop drop us a line you know join join up on our discord uh follow us on uh, social media the ion forge does have a group uh, on facebook we have our website podpage.com slash the hyphen ion hyphen forge got our discord which there are links to that on on the website as well as our email. RSS. Um, 
Email right now is the best way to uh, kind of reach us and get a hold of us. Also through the uh, pod page, you can also join our mailing list, which will get up and going probably within the next week or so. We're trying to ha- trying to iron out you know everything else as far as the broadcast. Uh, we'll definitely get up on that as well. Feel free to hit up myself or uh, or Demon if you see us online or you want to just drop a line on Facebook, Instagram. You know, and say, hey, we, you know, I love interacting with those who uh, listen. You'll see us interacting a lot with uh, a lot of right now. It's uh, a lot of our friends who will uh, message on uh, on, our, on our posts and everything. But, um, you know, we even we even respond to them. You know, it's not a it's not a cookie cutter. Thanks, man. Keep up the support. You know, I, I really want to. Thanks for listening. I really want to I really want to reach out and I want to you know be able to speak with, you know, anybody who wants to talk with us. Like, what is the point of, you know, trying to get your voice out there if you're not even going to fucking respond when someone talks to you? Exactly. So, definitely hit us up on our socials, The Ion Forge, uh, our email, theionforge at gmail.com, and check us out at our pod page, you know, it'll link you, it'll have any episodes that we've currently come out with up. Um, we do have our Patreon up. Uh, we also have a rock fin, but I'm still kind of looking into that, you know, before, uh, we make that one go, uh, go fully live, Public. but, uh, our Patreon, uh, we're still kind of working. We, we've got the tiers in place and we're kind of trying to talk with other, uh, other Patreon members who, uh, to help us out with our tiers. Uh, but check it out. Give us some feedback. Let us know what you guys think. You know, we can't improve unless we know... Uh, feedback. Yeah, we know what you guys think. But uh, I think that's I think that's that's pretty much it. You know, we should probably... I need to clean up the forge some. It's... Yeah. All of this discussion and... Well, I mean, really, I'm, I'm a forge master. Yeah, so you true. still have to clean your own forge because the actual forge master will slap you. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> But anyways, thank you guys for joining us. She on, has a mean back then. <laughs> thank you guys for joining us on the uh, the games we play. You know, this episode, we promised you a full length, and this one I think is even longer than what we're expecting our full lengths to be. Yeah, but then after post and edit, we'll it's see what's going on. still going to be over an hour. Yeah, probably. Sorry. I'm not, not really. I'm not, not, sorry, not sorry because all, most, of, <laughs> most of the feedback we've gotten thus far has been, you know, you're going to come out with any longer episodes and... Hopefully we uh, satiated that appetite with this one. At the very least, I know this wasn't exactly like, you know, comedy-based or in-depth, but this is literally just ideas for people to get playing on something. Even our, our friends, much as we love them, if they wanted to come out with an idea of, hey, let's play this system, fuck it, let's go. We Turning down ideas is just a horrible fucking way to live. We're always ready to ride. I mean, that's kind of how we have some problems with our characters, because that seems to be in all of our characters. It's not like, oh, one person is always ready. No, they're all fucking ready to go. Let's do this. Yeah, which one you want? You want him? You want him? You want him? You want her? You want it? Mama. <laughs> but thank you guys for joining us today on uh, on our journey. You guys... You it's know, been a very hot and sweaty journey. It has been, but this has been every bit enjoyable. I'm... I'm happy to do this. I'm happy for you listening. I have so much fun just talking. You do. Letting it's, it's, everyone just 
make their own judgments on what's great, what's not. Exactly. We're just giving opinions, and you know what they say about opinions. They're like assholes. Everyone has them, and most everyone stink, except for mine. I smell, mine smells like roses. Because he puts his own head by his ass. One I day, do. he'll pull on his ears and hear a pop. I do. Fresh I do. I'm that flexible. Not really. I, I, Stands I, up and he fucking sounds like a jiffy pop. I aspire to be that flexible. <laughs> move a couple ribs, do some stretches on yoga. Pretty soon you'll be dogging your own butthole. Butthole. But thank you guys again for joining us, travelers. Get on about your way. I've got a forge to clean up. I've been your forge master, Ian Mays. And I'm Damien. Have fun. Try something out. Worst case scenario, you don't like it and move on. Hasta. Keep, keep forging, travelers.